Good morning, listener. This is Enoch Mercy bringing you the news here at WEND. Things seem to be heating up here in the county with sounds of something happening at the site of the English Ivy Inn and Resort. Possible new construction is taking place and it's having residents worried about the expansion of the luxury resort and what that could mean for the rest of Townsend. The Marla Craft and Creative Society would like to remind you that they are planning an open house this evening with many hands-on crafting lessons. And the Teamsters are hosting a job fair this weekend for those needing a new career path. Like I said, lots of things happening. Oh, and thank you for tuning in to The Room Where It Happened, an actual play podcast com- built on communal world building and having fun with friends. <gasps> Today, we are continuing our game of Urban Shadows by Andrew Medeiros and Mark Diaz Truman. Um, with me today, as always, playing Kiki is Danielle. Hi, I'm Danielle. I use share they pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at Talk 90 And playing Shade is Malia. Hello, I am Malia. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at Criminally Cryptid. And playing Archie is Richard. Hi, I'm Richard. I use he, him pronouns, and you can find me on the internet at Corvus underscore Azure. And playing Cecily is Shannon. Hi, I'm Shannon. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me at various places on the internet, but not the Twitter, at Big Mom Energy. And I'm Brian. You can find me on the internet uh, and the podcast at RoomwarePod, at least for now. We might have a Tumblr. Who knows? Um, I'm too afraid to even restart my phone in case we get logged, locked out of the Twitter. Um, uh, you can also keep up with us on our uh, Patreon. It's uh, RoomwarePod.cash, where you can get rewards for a show that isn't this one. And... <laughs> Uh, also probably the easiest way to keep up with us. If you like this podcast, you want to keep up with what we're doing and you're, you two are like, God damn, I don't understand Mastodon, nor do I want to understand Mastodon. Uh, you can join our discord. Uh, the link is in the description of the podcast. So last time, um, last time for you guys, you, um, oh, I know what happened with you guys last time because I'm actively editing it. So Archie made a deal with the King of the Cats by venturing into the um, into the uh, dark and scary world of the Walmart to fetch horrible. a laser pointer. So horrible. Um, 
Uh, Cecily had an encounter with um, Erasmus, the new, uh, uh, the new head of the um, uh, Elder County site for Fair and Howell, and Kiki uh, made or well uh, had uh, fraught times with Rio, and then went and made uh, gestures at joining the pack for real, real. Yes. Um, what happened last time for the listener is an absolute Rube Goldberg series of events where uh, the the um, big band gets low-key shamed in becoming decent people, and then they they start a series of dominoes that ends with Fair and Howell basically getting their shit pushed all the way in. Um to the point that they are like they're not just fully on the back foot they are they are like one step away from being on the run um which is more or less where we pick up you guys have probably at this point uh i would say that you guys have heard the rumbling it's really hard so here is how the series of events happened uh, at least as far as you all are aware. There was a massive car wreck at the college and then an explosion from that car wreck. That is what the public knows happened. Also, there's reports that some kind of awful liquid light monster was there. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, Then on your all's back-end channels, what happened was... That, um, oh, uh, also another publicly known thing, the Barb and Thistle, uh, the bar which, which, which the pack has their union meetings and is kind of like one of their home bases outside of the farm, uh, burned the fuck to the ground. Oh, oh no. Nope, it was a choice. Um, <laughs> so here's kind of the series of events. The, the big band took out Erasmus using their favorite weapon, uh, just cars they rented. Um, <laughs> they hit Erasmus with four cars and then blew up one of those cars. Um, the leader... Um, what... Oh, what is the, the, the leader... What is the leader's name? Skull from Power Rangers. Uh, he <laughs> sacrificed himself very heroically, like, actually very heroically to, like, fuck, like, to fuck Erasmus up and take them completely off the board. Sensing the blood in the water, everybody started hitting, um, Fair and Howl. Uh, the, um, the Union, uh, basically pulled uh, a play from Fair and Howl's playbook by getting a number of their high-level staff in the bar and then just like, burning the bar down with them in it. Uh, the um, Pender in general uh, made some behind-the-scenes plays that Fair and Howl doesn't realize that was Pender in general to steal resources from them. Um, and shit just like... Uh, let's see. I believe Verdant Life took a pop shot, if I remember correctly. It was just like, it was a bad time all around for Fair and Hell. So that is uh, where we're at. That chaos is happening. 
in the background of things. Uh, Cecily, you have, I'm going to remember it for one time. You what? have moves you have to make. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did it yes, once. I do. You did it. I'm so happy for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, Soothsayer. Um, no, wait a minute. Hang on. It, it's foretelling. For, it's foretelling. Yeah. Before each faction turn or at the start of the game, mm-hmm. roll with spirit on a hit. Pick one of the options below. After you get the faction turn, the MC will tell you what your prophetic tools have revealed. So, um, I'm going to roll with spirit. Mm, 2d6. Wait a minute. We were only 2d6 plus 2. I got an 8. Alrighty. Um, on a 7 to 9. Okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Our, our typical choose one, then choose one. Okay. Well, um, hmm... Let's see. Let's do fate has provided an opportunity to fulfill your role with your benefactor. The MC will tell you how to seize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a death lurks in the shadows. The MC will tell you how you can avoid it. Okay. has provided you an opportunity to fill you fill your role with your benefactor okay cool um that part i do know <laughs> okay the other one i didn't have planned so oh, let me do you let want me, me to do you want me to change it no 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 i mean i don't have any of the other ones planned okay. so it wouldn't matter i just have got to think about what's up mm-hmm. um death lurks in the shadows Okay, cool. Um, okay. Fate providing you an opportunity. So, uh, Nichelle, help me out here. What's fate? How, how does fate provide Cecily an opportunity here? <laughs> so, uh, what, Selma, what Selma would definitely know about uh, Cecily is that she is an extremely powerful oracle who, when her younger years, when her gift sort of manifested itself, there was like an almost gold rush from different factions to try and obtain this. Um, She eventually got out of town, uh, and now that she's returned, she has a benefactor uh, in a being known as Uncle Nebo, who lives on uh, the titular Nebo Mountain. Uh, He is an old thing, but not an old thing from here, but goddamn, when I say old thing, I mean capital old, old <laughs> thing. Um, and it's, it's, he's so old that we don't know that if the mountain was named after him or he named himself after the mountain. Um, but he is her, her current benefactor as far as oracles go. Uh, you've heard tell that she has the, like most oracles can see the future, reach into the past, like, see the past, you know, oracle shit. Um, There are rumors that Cecily doesn't just see, but can reach into uh, the flow of time and pull things out of it. So, I don't know if that's something Selma would be interested. Seems like... (laughs) 
<laughs> Seems like something at least would be on Selma's radar. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure that Selma is aware of its existence. Yeah. Um, may I suggest? Yes. Cecily's library has just lost um, one of their corporate sponsors. Oh, yeah, that's right. Farron Howell was, in fact, a corporate sponsor of the library. Until Cecily told them to get bent. Um, yeah. If you need a new sponsor, that may be something. It's true. So, Brian, how does how does this, like, is it a dream? Is it a book? What happens? Fate providing you an opportunity to fulfill your role is... I feel like is just happenstance, like something that can be to me is something as simple as an email. I feel like death lurks in the shadows. The MC will tell you how you can avoid it is Mm -hmm. something that's more like prophetic. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. At least that's kind of how I'm interpreting it, at least this time around. I'm sure I'll interpret it all differently next time. Okay. Um, Um, And what if we just leave the dual loyalty one lay for a little while? Um, yeah, we can do that either later or next time. Yeah. Okay. Cause do loyalty is, oh, that's it's, when you do your, like, um, when you do your like when city moves t- and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. We don't have to do that right the second. Um, here's what I'm thinking. So Cecily lost a big corporate sponsor. Um, Oh, actually, I really, I do, I do like that that idea in the shell. So, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> there we go. Here's the germ. Um, Cecily, yes, you lost a big corporate sponsor. I did. Um, and while it's not hit the budget quite yet. Uh, it is currently fall, and that fiscal end, year-end fiscal report is probably going to be due soon. It's true. Um, you are sitting at uh, the only desk <laughs> in this tiny library. Um, and so you are sitting there, racking, looking at a spreadsheet um, that is very red (laughs) yeah some like you have either you've programmed it or you've got one of those spreadsheets that like it's like uh don't we have a budget spreadsheet for uh the barony that does the same thing where you put in the numbers and either is a black number or a red number at the end yes yeah i made it (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so you don't quite know where it's going to come from uh it's really hard for your magical powers to help you balance books they just don't really work that way (laughs) um and the uh the book return slot is near your desk because it's a very small library at least the inside one obviously there's probably like an outside one or something like that Mm-hmm. And a familiar face that you've never met before walks into the library. It is the <laughs> the face you recognize um, is from one of your visions 
a very particular vision um, where you, the one where you saw Rio slumped over dead. Uh, it is the woman who was in there, who was in that scene that you isn't saw. She, isn't she also the one that I saw on the steps of the English Ivy Inn while the mountain crumbles to dust? No, cracked open like a giant egg. Cracked open like yeah. a giant egg. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Isn't it later, daylight out? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's getting later in the evening. You know, it, like, it, the sun can, it can get pretty dark around five o'clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the fall in the mountains. Um, honestly, I don't know how, how sensitive to light is Selma. Not at all. Okay. Um, I didn't, I didn't know if this was like a blade situation where like the vampires just put on really, uh, aggressive sunscreen. <laughs> no. Miss Buchanan. Isn't? Yes. May, Hello. May I help you? Yes, indeed you can. It seems while going through my... Family's belongings, I found a, um, well, and she just places a long-lost book on the desk. I believe that there are some overdue dues. Selma, when, what year did this book get checked out of the library? (laughs) It's like 40, 60 years. (laughs) What book is it? It is interview with a vampire. Very <laughs> interview with the vampire is not that old. I know, I know that. It, it is that a one. it is a kind of like a um, flower language book. Mm. You know, back in the day mm-hmm. where they used to have like all the coded messages mm-hmm. and everything within flowers. Mm-hmm. Grandfather was a romantic. <clears throat> but yes, she just slides it across. I do apologize about this, but I do believe I owe you for the past dues, if not simply the book. Uh, uh, um, well, um, well, you would be, um, surprised how often this kind of thing happens and um I, I i have to tell you that we we do not have records um going um back that that far um they wouldn't be computer records my dear but no we just kind of don't have them um it I'm I'm sorry. You seem so familiar, um, but I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Um, Selma Pendrin. Pleasure. Oh. Yes, oh. My, my family owns the mines. Oh. Pendrin General. Yes. Um, wow. Um, well, what a, 
What a what an honor. Um I wouldn't have expected you to um to come in yourself to deliver just a a stray book. My goodness. Um she just softly laughs. I don't have any staff. So I do things myself. But I do believe that I still owe you for the book. And based on my grandfather's records of the library, the cost should come to... And she just like pulls out a pre-cut check and slides it across. And you'll notice that it's the exact amount as your sponsorship. I believe this should cover oh. the cost. I, um, uh, well, yes, and, and, who, um, excuse me, um, this is very, so unexpected, um, I don't know that I have a process in place to receive this amount of, um, of late fees, <laughs> um, ha- however, um, we uh, well we could we could record it under library sponsorship um put your name on the plaque by the door miss buchanan if- i'll be frank i do not care what you do with the funds they are owed to the library and they have been returned as well as the book and not only that if there is anything that i can do for our communities, great institutions. Please do let me know. This is, uh, for the record, some. This is the smallest library. Oh yes, is <laughs> like a is just slightly above a one room library. Mm-hmm. Um, so based on the actual Townsend Library, but um, is extremely um, tiny. I think that makes it all the more ironic. Mm-hmm. I'm Selma's <sighs> personal library is probably bigger than this one. Most <laughs> definitely, yes. Um, M- Mrs. Pendron. Um, Ms. Pendron. M- oh, I'm sorry. Um, a little flustered. This is also unexpected. Um. Um, you, I, uh, uh, do you, I would, quick question, yes, Cecily, yes. do you pick up that book? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's The Language of Flowers by Margaret Pickers, uh, Pickston. Um, she flips through it. Oh no! You just pick it up. That's you just pick it up. Okay. Yeah, Um, you kind of like it. Kind of falls open, and there's this passage that says, "There is a language little known. Lovers claim it as their own. Its symbols smile upon the land wrought by nature's wondrous hand, and in their silent beauty speak of life and joy to those who seek for love divine and sunny hours and a language." of the flowers and 
you are once again in the English Ivy Inn Resort, and it is chaos. You can hear screaming and yelled voices and the sounds of bodies moving through the space, and there is Selma standing barely must as chaos erupts around her. You are in the basement. You remember this place, but you've never seen it from this angle because you are outside the door of a chamber that you are familiar with. And Selma opens that door. Easy as anything. And even now, as you're observing it from an outside kind of third-party perspective, it hurts to be here. Whatever is in this room is not meant for mortals. Um, but nowhere to be seen are Fair and Howell, Mr. Fair and Mr. Howell, Mr. Forenzi, Erasmus. This is someone taking the throne room from the king. Then he snapped back into reality. I do this to Shannon all the time, Michelle. <laughs> Cecily drops the book. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody erases the... I don't think that it necessarily drops. I think that you go to drop it and it starts to fall and Silma catches it and sets it back on the desk. Oh, that's, 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 oh, that's badass. Okay, and then um, And then just like slides it back to where it was sitting. Hands lingering on the cover. Grandmother appreciated it. <sighs> Sorry. Many memories. Miss Penderin, you know what I am? You are a librarian, Miss Buchanan. Very, that too. very good librarian. Cataloging many things, I assume. Yes. Just hold your eye a little bit as she says that. You're fairly certain that she is aware of what you are. And you know... You know what's up there at the English Ivy Inn, too, don't you? That's why you're here. The English Ivy Inn. Yes, I seem to recall recently staying there. You've stayed there? I didn't realize that they were open. No, not necessarily. But... They were renovating some of the old rooms. And... She just kind of taps the cover of the book again on the desk. There's an old painting 
that was placed within one of those rooms, painted by my grandmother. After this particular book was checked out, Indeed. So I simply went to have it returned as they are in the process of renovating and unfortunately it was damaged. So I was requested up to take a look at it and send it off for restoration. I've seen you in a lot of my um, research when it comes to the English Ivy Inn. Um, What if I tell you what I've seen? in return for this check. What is the body language of your character right now? Um, When you first walked in, she was terrified. She was like, vote in on herself, um, nervous, fidgeting, and suddenly she's really, really calm. Selma just gives a slight smile, very polite, very... She's a very reserved person. Um, And I think she just smiles and is like, Miss Buchanan, that check belongs to the library no matter what you tell me. Well then, um, what if I tell you... However, what if I, Miss Buchanan, I believe what you are wishing to tell me about the English Ivy Inn is something that necessarily may not be best for here. You do have a private room to talk to her in, Cecily. Nope. In this <laughs> tiny. You mean the bathroom? Um, and fake no never mind continue (laughs) Um, I I think Selma continues and is just like if you wish to discuss the particular research in which you have done I'd be happy to discuss it privately perhaps you can come up to the residence or dinner or something of the like. Take a look at my personal collection and see if any of your research collaborates. <laughs> Nothing bad has ever happened when a vampire has invited a moral to their house for dinner. <laughs> Perhaps we could discuss over dinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Hey, I've told you before, Nichelle um, causes chaos, and this is part of it. No, I love it. I just, <laughs> just love the. Uh, I love that it's it's never not great when a vampire does that. <laughs> um, Cecily's suddenly a little bit fidgety again, like her hands are moving across the the top of the desk, um, and. And, like, her eyes are kind of darting a little bit from side to side. Um, and she says, um, <clears throat> I, there's no good way to put this. Um, you know what I am, and I also know the nature of what you are. Um, I would need assurances that no harm would come to me. Assurances that I could trust before I came to your residence. I see. Miss Buchanan, given the nature of this conversation, may I make one request? Of course. May I keep the book? I thought you were returning it to the library. Yes, well, I think I may have further need of it. For sentimental reasons. And I believe that check I just handed you more than adequately covers its replacement. You may certainly keep the book. I, um, I don't. Miss Buchanan. I don't want Fair and Hal here anymore. She just kind of nods. I don't believe that they will be here much longer. And in regards to your safety, I believe I have already secured that. How? And with that, I think there's a little gleam in her eye and a little smile. If you wish to know that, you know where to find me. She just picks up the book and goes to leave. Wait. Yes? When? Well, I believe the library closes here in about an hour and a half, and I don't have any plans. This is the third time a character has walked into the library and been like, hey, when do you get off? To like, (laughs) (laughs) this happens so often to her. (laughs) Fine. Most eligible bachelorette. I mean, at least twice, though, it's happened. It's just been shade, so. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) 
shades shades cool shade shade hey. could take people this is the first time a pc has decided to talk to silma it's about damn time you guys realize how she operates <laughs> fine i'll do it Shade wants to go to dinner. <laughs> Would this count as doing someone a favor? Who's buying dinner? I mean, of course the general's buying dinner. Then I don't think you're doing them a favor. <laughs> but I'm but I'm doing the prophecy thing. Um, Come on, please let me do a debt I, move. I just I mean, need a I debt move so. with Knight. Do you feel like... By, like, urban shadow rules here, Nichelle, because you're the one who's, like, receiving it. Do you feel like this is, like, if if Cecily gives this information to Selma, will Selma then owe Cecily a debt? That was an interesting question. I'm... Because <laughs> it does feel like... I know what information... Cecily doesn't quite know what information I think that she's about to give Selma because mm-hmm. I have some stuff in my brain. Um, but uh, I do know that. Um, I do know that like it will be useful to Selma in the things that are coming. <laughs> But also, even the stuff that Cecily knows already is going to be useful. And, like, this is, like, cashing in a debt, like, in the sense that, like, even the information she has currently is useful. If that is Um, something that happens, I would like to counter-offer and say that there is a faction move that happens. What is the faction move? What are we looking for? Offer passage. Offer passage. Okay. Who are you... So, okay, so I think here's what, um, here's kind of where we are. What Cecily wants is to give the information to the general so the information, so the general can, very like, so Cecily can guarantee that the general beats Fahrenheit in this coming mm-hmm. conflict. Um, why, why, why offer passage? Because Cecily doesn't want to get out of anywhere. I'm thinking. I think this plays back as a show of an olive branch, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Because Cecily has already mentioned that she is nervous to interact with the general because of um, being a vampire. And I think that this is a way for Selma to mitigate that by stating essentially, no, that does not, that's not something that enters this relationship. She's not that kind of vampire. She's not someone that does that. And so essentially providing passage permanently to. Oh, like, like I can come and go from your place and not be like 
molested by you or others. Yeah, I think it's it's more of just the- a a sh- demonstration to Sicily on how far the general will go to state that no, there is a major difference between innocence and evil, and she's not here to mess with innocence. Okay. If that makes sense. Kind of. Um, so is there like a, a, a um, okay. So my, my ask is just because I need to fill up the night box on my mm-hmm. advancement <laughs> to be able to yeah. advance. And so doing someone a favor as a debt move in the night circle would take that box. Mm-hmm. Right. But if we can kind of tweak it to where, me doing you a favor, and then basically you... Um, yeah, it can be basically do a favor, and then the debt is immediately cashed in the form of that offer passage. Right, and is it like a physical it token? Is it a physical token? We'll have to RP is that out. a letter? Oh, yeah, yeah, is we it- can, yeah, we can, yeah, we just turn it into this. So, like, the debt move, like, one of the things is they give you um, a useful, like, a worthy boon or useful gift. And, like... Cecily or uh, Selma could easily give Cecily like a like a, a thing which marks her as like safe in in Selma's territories. You know what I mean? Does that work for you? Yes, Michelle? I already have the item of, in the form of offer. I already pass. have yeah, the yeah. item in mind. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. There we go. But sorry, boom, sorry that it took us that long to get no, there. No, no, no. Yeah, I haven't bad. had a interaction with a PC yet in Urban Shadows, so it's very good for me to understand okay. <laughs> what and we're playing mm-hmm. full on Calvin Ball on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure I'm doing right by you guys, and also making sure that it makes sense for my character that I'm and the faction that I'm playing. So, yeah. Let's do this. Let's, uh, we don't necessarily need to do the whole dinner. Let's fast forward to the like post dinner kind of situation. Maybe so like at, like at the end of dinner, Selma's like, maybe like, let me show you my library, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. subtle flex from Selma. Yeah. (laughs) I will say that when you come, Mm -hmm. there is nobody else present. There is a, Mm -hmm preteen that comes and well probably just barely a teen a young girl about 13 that comes and answers the door still very reserved you're um dressed very well you know tailored very same as selma um Mm -hmm. but you've never heard or seen this person before and you don't see her after she, you know, gets you, takes your your coat or whatever, and then leads you on to where Silma is. But otherwise, the house is completely mm-hmm. empty, and most of it is actually still covered in um, furniture covers. Like 90% of the house, the very large house and everything, is mostly almost seeming to be in storage from when her grandparents and whatnot passed on. Mm -hmm. So like there's only like there might be a large 
family dinner table and whatnot. And there's only like two seats um, at one end of it. Everything else is put up and covered. Um, Are we on opposite sides of the opposite ends of the big table or next to each other? Similarly next to each other. Like Silma has her spot probably on the end where she's probably always sat. And then there's like one spot Mm -hmm. off to her right that you will be sitting at. Okay. Um, so the the whole the whole dinner, like Cecily is straight up in, you know, cardigan buttoned to the neck with the Peter Pan collar and the the skirt and the sensible heels, you know, classic librarian attire. Mm-hmm. Um, and is very like in her best manners, sitting up very straight. All of yeah. those things. Silman's um, attire has not so, changed. You pretty much know, based on when she returned as a veteran, that she has pretty much stayed with military tailoring. Mm-hmm. So even though she's in civilian clothes, she's very much remained with certain fit and just mm-hmm. accepts it as part of her persona. So she's very much just wearing the same mm-hmm. thing still very reserved but relaxed and stuff and then mm-hmm. we'll you know we'll kind of fade to black on the dinner and then reappear at the mm-hmm. uh, at the library room which is okay very much larger and more extensive than the library in town um So when you open the door to the library, Cecily gasps um, and blushes. Mm -hmm. 